0: Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. This podcast helps you discover wealth is more than just money. It consists of several empowering components that make up wealth in your personal and business life. Now, here's your host, Paul Lawrence Van. Paul Lawrence Van, host of Wealth Academy podcast. Glad you could be with me today. And I'm going to talk about something that pertains to 2021. Yes, 2021 is going to be here sooner than we may think it is as we look at 2020 and all the challenges it presented to us. Of course, the mantra for our show is wealth is more than just money. We're not saying that money is a bad thing. In fact, it's a good thing. However, it's not the only thing. And uh, part of what I'm going to talk about today, again, it's going to be about what 2021 looks like. Of course, we know that the election uh, has took place and and was completed on November the 3rd. Now it's just simply the recount, but it does in fact impact us not only today, but also uh, in 2021 when we'll have a new uh, leadership uh, at the White House as the president and vice president uh, will be inaugurated. And uh, one of the things uh, that I wanna talk about is Uh, We don't really know what's going to happen in 2021, but we do know all things being equal and uh, grace and mercy from God, we hope that we will be alive and we will be here in the midst of a pandemic. And uh, one of the things that we all are experiencing is is that uh, the financial markets and the global economy, uh, of course, has taken a beating. Uh, in fact, uh, there was the biggest drop in the gross domestic product or GDP and employment in the history of the United States as is recorded today. And there was just nothing that we could do about it because um, the pandemic really has a mind of its own. And the best thing for us to do is get out of the way, do what's necessary uh, to uh, incorporate our safety protocols and just I pray that a vaccine will come along to help us all. And it's not a political issue, but it's more so an issue of survival. Uh, The world has had a pandemic before, and now it's our turn. Uh, Like you, I never thought I would have to experience a pandemic, but here we are. And so we have to make the best of it by navigating it each and every day. And so one of the things that we look at is, we know that in 2008, and in, in that time frame, that we had a great recession, which could arguably be considered a depression, because so many people lost their jobs, they lost their house, the mortgage foreclosure, they were being sued by uh, lenders for not paying the credit card bills, and it was just something that we didn't see coming. Now this pandemic is very similar, and not only that, uh, people lose their job, but businesses shuttered. And as a result, a lot of people were laid off. Those businesses and industries uh, won't be returning. There will be no more going back to usual. Uh, So we have to make adjustments as we go, incorporating crisis management. Uh, The healthcare field of course is inundated with so many uh, new cases each day here in the United States, uh, upwards of over hundred thousand people per day. And then the deaths continue to mount as we go along, it's not a good situation. So in many ways it, it's similar to a, a replay of the great depression. And uh, one of the things that uh, to consider is that not only is the United States economy impacted but the global economy as well. And thus there has to be a recovery that takes place. So different uh, countries, nations and parts of the world have to put together a plan for recovery because when one country is affected they're all and again the pandemic is not concerned what country we're in or where we're from what level of economics that we have in terms of our wealth or whether one is poor or in between it's just wreaking havoc and so Uh, one of the things that happened is that uh, Germany predicts a V-shaped recovery and an economic growth of 4.4% in 2021. And uh, China economy is returning to expansion in the second quarter of the upcoming year. And uh, the pandemic lockdowns, of course, caused a lot of this. And uh, the Chinese consumers uh, really, uh, after they've kind of, made a rebound, uh, they're getting out to more of what one may call the new normal lifestyle. And in the U.S., the unemployment really remains elevated. It's very high, and the federal government may not pass another stimulus measure uh, before the election, and they didn't. And it looks like now there are some discussions, because the Senate just came back uh, into session uh, earlier this week, and they're already at odds. The Senate wants a more streamlined uh, recovery package and the democrats um, in the in the house they want a more uh, broader more impactful uh, recovery uh, program uh, upwards in the neighborhood of maybe 3.4 trillion because it also consists and includes the state and local governments as well because they've been devastated as a Zach as a result of a lack of revenue being generated in their states, such as taxes and different things such as that, and businesses being shuttered. So uh, the economy is really taking a beating. And uh, one of the things that that it looks like is going to happen, and I have worked in the U.S. House of Representatives, so I understand this uh, very well, uh, that the economic impact will be like a big snowstorm, Like we've had in Washington, what we call snowmageddon. And it's just a large snowfall and there's nothing you can do about it. And uh, there's a a, a reason for us all to be optimistic because when we really get down to it, we have nowhere to go but up. (laughs) In many ways, we've bottomed out. There's no more bottom to be had and there's nothing to do but go back up. We look at the airline industry, which impacts the hotel industry for conventions and conferences. Uh, people with tourism, uh, we're looking at professional sports. We're looking at schools, colleges, you name it. Uh, every every uh, industry has been impacted and it probably will be until we get a vaccine and, and people can uh, get their health back first. And a lot, of course, depends on the development and adoption of a vaccine for COVID-19. And uh, people are very optimistic about this. And hopefully we will see something, I would say, by early 2021. At least there are some discussions about it. I believe Pfizer recently came on board and said they have maybe a 90% rate of the uh, vaccine that's in the positive direction. However, it takes a while for us to really know if there are any side effects and whether they want to distribute that throughout the United States with over 330 uh, odd million people. And so one of the things, of course, with the vaccine is that you want to reduce the mortality rate. And so one of the things uh, that's impacted, of course, is lodging housing, having a roof over your head, uh, because we know with people being out of a job that and you own a house, it has a direct impact on whether you can pay that mortgage back or not. And the banks really can't afford to extend uh, their, their programs uh, more than maybe 90 days. If they go into uh, 180 uh, days, then it, it makes things really bad. So uh, there, there's certainly a lot of fear around COVID-19 and uh, it's, it's going to just take a while, but uh, we're Americans and we're used to being knocked down and getting back up. So I think when we look at things, um, the average recession has lasted less than a year and we have to fight that great fight over that recession. And uh, we are reliant on our government to help us make it through the, the federal government which helps the state governments, which helps the local governments and in that particular order, that's how it should be. But what we're finding is that's not the case and the stimulus not passing a stimulus bill is a clear indication that um, more needs to be done. So I think one of the things that can happen if there is a second round of the stimulus it could help out in 2021 to kind of give a reset for everything. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. And um, we, got, we just simply have to uh, hope for the best. So one of the things that we're looking at is the, um, and consider is the psychological changes that, that shape the behavior of consumers because consumers aren't necessarily really going to malls or anything because some of them are still closed. And then there's that aspect of how many people can actually be in the store Um, And so people are tending to go online and do a lot more of their shopping. So uh, nowadays, it would probably be good that we uh, just save more money. And uh, because one of the things that we know for sure is that there's there's some uncertainty that's taken place. And just as this pandemic came uh, earlier this year in March, uh, no one saw that coming. And uh, not only do we look at people who are employed, but business owners and retirees as well. Everyone is more or less in between. So uh, we had a great February, of course. And then we woke up in March and say, we might be in a little bit of trouble when we go to a grocery store and some of those shelves are empty and uh, resupply is not making it in. And then the the meatpacking companies are uh, a lot of infections taking place there. So everyone has to really, really uh, be uh, cautious about what they do nowadays. So uh, when we look at things, the uh, 21st century, of course, uh, continues to produce economic shock every 10 years. So we have uh, another recession that's really taking place. And now that this is a pandemic recession. So we have to really, be very smart about this and do what we can. And uh, we also have to consider if uh, another stimulus isn't passed, uh, the money consumers and small businesses put aside for rainy day will be, be uh, basically have to be used and become a necessity. And and of course discretionary spending will trend down because everyone is is uh, bracing for. Uh, if they have some problems getting the food supply going, a medical treatment, we have enough of the PPE, the personal protection equipment, and uh, other things such as that. So one of the things uh, to consider, um, the pandemic in itself might be a catalyst for productivity growth in the services sector. Of course, we have the the grocery store industry, the food industry, the medical industry, all of those are intact. And then we have the security within our police departments and our fire departments and and first line uh, workers. And a lot of the, we have a lot of remote workers uh, right now and hopefully uh, they'll be able to maintain their, their jobs. And some of course will take some early retirements and uh, a lot of times it's the major cities that are impacted mostly because it's driven by white collar workers. And if they're going remote en masse and leaving uh, big cities uh, look like a ghost town, such as New York and uh, Los Angeles and other major cities. So uh, one of the things to look at is uh, one, one of the worst case scenarios is the good and the bad cases may break bad. And we could have a merely bad year that becomes an ugly year not ugly in appearance, but just in terms of, in comparison to what it would have been had we not, uh, if we were not experiencing this uh, pandemic. So when we look at uh, the the future um, and of course, the economic picture for uh, millions of Americans, if we looked at things as they are today, it looks bad. And uh, the the indicator of future cash flows in stock markets is is getting on either the good case or a mild version of the bad case for the economy in 2021 because of the um, fact that we don't have confidence in the markets. And the market really doesn't dictate how the economy is going to go anyway, but it's more so on businesses and those investors in the market. So um, one of the things to to look at is is that... um, there's possibility that it could derail the stock market rally itself, which be which would definitely represent uh, things will get get uh, bad before they get better. So um, you can't really afford a setback in a vaccine development either. So if a vaccine is deployed on a, a wide scale uh, and it be rushed to the consumers, and if it proves to be ineffective and the virus mutates, it could see a replay of March, 2020. So uh, as they say, we're not out of this yet. There's more to be, be uh, concerned about. And so we have a lot of vaccines that are under development and uh, new treatments also indicate we'll have the medical ability to control the disease in the future. And, and, and really one of the major issues is the, the problem is that the government's willingness to keep the economy going and with fiscal uh, stimulus evaporates both in and and, and it runs up and beyond the election day, which it has, uh, it leaves a lot of room for uncertainty for everyone involved. So uh, one of the things uh, to look at is we have to uh, look at this House and Senate overcoming the, the current deadlock because a lot of people are depending on the government to help them pay their bills and they're gonna definitely face real challenges around paying the bills and paying the rent and mortgage, et cetera. And the uh, government will have to coordinate the distribution of successful vaccine and political uh, deadlock. It will simply just polarize everything and the ability for the Americans to, to, to get, get what they need and be willing to take it. And uh, again, uh, many people now that the election is over, they're looking at the backdrop of the pandemic, a weak economy and social unrest. And so far, social unrest hasn't been able to pierce the bubble of optimism protecting a US market. But they may be because all sides are optimistic they will prevail in the upcoming election. And we know the election has taken place. And the social unrest has not continued, because everyone now is breathing a sigh of relief. And now it's a matter of that inauguration taking place and new policies being put in place at the um, national level that will impact the state and local level. So um, one of the things is without a future stimulus, small businesses have been just hanging on by the thread of their teeth. And many are going to throw in the towel because they just can't go on. They can't make payroll. They don't have customers. For example, if we just use the example of a restaurant, they're not there. So um, we, we're gonna have to really just do our best. And the, the key for all of us is that no matter what happens, it pays to think ahead and create our own plan for what may come. And uh, again, that comes down to us having those uh, savings accounts, the emergency funds, which I'm pretty sure for many people has been depleted. And so uh, we just have to hope for the best and get back on track as a country through uh, better leadership and through uh, policies that the federal government places and helping the businesses to get back on their feet, which means you're helping the citizens of this country to get back on their feet as well. So I wanted to share this with you today primarily because I know it's on everybody's mind. Everyone is wondering, will there be a second stimulus or won't there? So we have to plan for both. We have to plan if there's gonna be one And then we have to plan for if if there won't be one. And it's a tough decision for everyone involved, me included, you included. And for those of you who are listening, no matter what country you're in, and Wealth Academy podcast is broadcast in 20 countries. uh, We're all going through the same thing and we just have to simply hope for the best and uh, do our part to help make a difference. Learn more about uh, my uh, podcast, Wealth Academy podcast, uh, at www.wealthacademypodcast.com. And again, I'm your host, Paul Lawrence Van. And if you have any questions pertaining to this podcast, uh, you can just email me at info at paulvanspeaks.com or just call me toll free 800-341-6719. Also, you can listen to it on all, any and all of the podcast channels that are out there. Uh, may uh, You look at Apple Podcasts, you can look at Spotify, St-Stitcher, Stitcher, you can look at uh, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many, many others, and you will be able to find Wealth Academy Podcasts out there. And I really enjoy uh, providing uh, this episode because it's a turning point for us all. And now it's a time for us all to Think about what are we going to do in 2021. It's not here yet. Tomorrow isn't promised. However, if you are here and I am here, then uh, we have to all make some really good decisions in these last few days of 2020. And then when 2021 gets here, we all have to take positive action to make great things happen, not only for us, but our family and for our uh, neighbors, and for our communities, and as well as our country. Uh, my time is up, and I thank you for yours. Again, Paul Lawrence Van, I'm host of Wealth Academy podcast. Have a great day, everyone. It was great. Thank to you share for listening. You will find the show notes for links to everything that was mentioned. You will find the show notes on my landing page. Subscribe to the Wealth Academy podcast. Rate or review the podcast on iTunes.